0: TradeSquare is Australia's first business-to-business marketplace connecting people, brands and organisations into this diverse ecosystem in a unique global landscape. Through pivoting, transforming and reshaping, Australian businesses have an opportunity to create the model for the future that aligns with the world's needs and leveraging the power of a collaborative approach. Through the TradeSquare podcast, we will bring together dynamic, diverse and thought-provoking leaders from business, government and organisations to have conversations to further enable new thinking for the future. Welcome to Trade Square, Australia's leading business-to-business marketplace. I'm Catherine van der and in today's podcast we're speaking with the New South Wales Minister for Finance and Small Business, Damien Tudor-Hope is joining us. Prior to being elected to the New South Wales Parliament, Damien was a partner in his own law firm for 30 years. He has also been a small business owner, primarily in the childcare sector, and was the Chief of Staff to the former Attorney General, Greg Smith. In March 2019, Damien was elected to the Legislative Council and was appointed as the Minister of Finance and Small Business. Great to have you joining us, Damien.
1: It's a pleasure, Catherine. Great to be with you.
0: And so economic recovery for New South Wales small business has been a key focus for you and your team. Can you share more on the future plans that will support this?
1: Well, I think the the starting point is to actually reflect where we've come from uh, and how we're preparing for, for the future. So you come from a circumstance where we've had to spend about $10 billion on recovery packages or not so much recovery packages, but packages designed to keep small businesses afloat during the pandemic. And um, $10 billion rolls off the tongue pretty easily, but it is a significant hit to the New South Wales economy. And we've got packages out the door, whether it was Job Saver or the microeconomic uh, uh, packages, uh, or alternatively just targeted packages, which are designed to help with people's uh, either a, a, a fees, which they pay to the government or, or, or the like. So we've had, we've got a lot of money out the door. We're now emerging from that and, and those recovery packages are winding back. So having come from a place where businesses had their doors closed and they weren't able to pay their rent, pay their suppliers, pay their landlords, pay their banks, we're now asking them to re-emerge into the marketplace hopefully in an economy which is recovering. So um, the obligation on government, I suppose, is to create the economic uh, atmosphere or economic environment uh, where businesses can thrive the most. And there are some things that we do which are targeted, again, for those industries which have been hurt uh, the most, like uh, the hospitality industry. And we've got Dine and Discover vouchers, which we've increased. Uh, We've had accommodation vouchers. We've increased uh, the, uh, the grant relating to uh, government business fees. But more importantly, we now have this new uh, business recovery strategy, which we have developed, which is in many respects about uh, investment in, uh, in Western Sydney and the like, whether it's West Invest uh, or alternatively uh, in, in regional areas. So there is a significant emphasis on delivering infrastructure, which of itself Delivers outcomes for uh, small business, which are associated with uh, that infrastructure rollout. Now, that's a long answer uh, to your question, but I think it's really important to say that we're recovering because we, as we as a state, we as a, a country, ask businesses to make a huge sacrifice uh, by bearing the brunt uh, of the economic impact uh, which has been created by this pandemic. So. As we emerge from it, things are looking really positive. Um, lots of uh, the data which we're getting about credit card spending and the like uh, is very positive. Um, there's a lot of money throwing, uh, flowing through the economy. Uh, someone said to me last night, you know, all this money which you have invested, that's $10 billion. Well, it actually goes somewhere. So it's, it's in the economy. That's money which we have injected into the economy. So it's floating around. And we anticipate that that, that injection by itself uh, is going to create uh, pretty favourable economic circumstances for lots of uh, small businesses uh, to be uh, quite successful in the short term.
0: And so how can organisations mitigate risk for the future challenges that have been predicted for New South Wales small businesses?
1: Yeah, that, that, that's uh, what I think is part of the uh, of the. Uh, being a small business, you've got to start preparing to sort of say, well, I've been through this experience. What is it going to be like going forward? What should I be doing about working on my business to make sure that this doesn't happen again? Now, one of the things that I think most businesses will acknowledge that they have done uh, during the pandemic is look at how their business operates. And there are many who've potentially, for example, developed online presence uh, and, developed opportunities through to reach a bigger market or a different market through having an online presence. So, lots of businesses have improved their technology, improved their uh, IT uh, operation. But there are, are other things that they should be doing. And I, I must say that one of the things that I am very keen on is the financial advice industry is we should be always looking to say, well, how do I structure my business best to prepare for the future, get proper advice, whether it's Business Connect or your, your accountant or um, uh, some other organisation. But you ought to be collaborating with other organisations for the purposes of saying, what are you doing to be successful? How are you preparing for the future? What can I do in my business to prepare for the future? Are there tweaks that I ought to be making to make sure that, uh, that I have... Uh, the opportunity of not going down a hole if something occurs again in relation to the outbreak of this pandemic. And I'll give you an example. We've had uh, a a lot of issues relating uh, to uh, a, a small business and their relationship with their landlords. Now, landlords have been hit very hard as well, and often landlords are small business. But one of the things that we've noticed is is that there is an improving relationship between landlords and tenants for the purposes of uh, landlords and tenants coming together to make sure that the business survives. Uh, So um, there there are lots of ways. And and if there's one last thing that I could point out is this, uh, is the involvement by businesses in their local chambers of commerce is a really good strategic move to make because some of the best ideas you get about your business is ideas you get from other business and how you share that uh, between yourselves. uh, And they're often ideas that you've never had in in your life. As a parent, uh, I know that, because some of the best parenting ideas I got were generally things that other parents do. Well, some of the best ideas you can get for businesses are things that other businesses do.
0: Couldn't agree more with both of those points, actually. Uh, So the New South Wales Government has recently launched the activities for the March 22 Small Business Month, which is focused on rebuild, recharge and renew. What are the key outcomes planned for this activity and how can organisations get involved?
1: Yeah, well, uh, we're very excited about uh, Small Business Month because in, in terms of just what I was talking about is this opportunity to collaborate and share with each other your experiences. This is like a month where we're asking businesses to come together and focus on things that they that they can do. Whether uh, whether it's the sort of business that they run, like you may have a seminar which you organise in your chamber to to teach people how to use IT better. It may be how to use different platforms for the purpose of sharing ideas. It is may may be the idea of how do I Uh, relate to my bank Um, so there are a plethora of ideas out there and we're asking small businesses and during small business month and we've made money available to local chambers of commerce to develop uh, uh, programs for the purpose of getting businesses involved to talk about their business what they did during the pandemic uh, what opportunities there are in in the future and really, uh, I think that the whole emphasis w- which we have during Small Business Month is this idea of collaboration. So uh, we, we want businesses who are uh, who may not talk to each other all that often. Um, whether it's the local butcher talking to the local hairdresser, uh, there, there are businesses which talk to each other to say, "Well, how are you going? Uh, are there opportunities uh, that, that we can use to?" Uh, help you refer people to you so that we can build stronger and better businesses going forward. So uh, there are applications, if there is anyone out there who's listening to this podcast, so uh, let me get a plug in. There are applications uh, for uh, Small Business Month grants which close on the 10th of December, so not long uh, to apply for one of those grants. So if you're involved in a local chamber, make sure your chamber is applied, applied to one of those grants and get involved in, uh, in preparing... Uh, some sort of opportunity to uh, to help businesses uh, during the course of Small Business Month next March.
0: You touched on the word collaboration, and no matter what sector we have connected with this year, the word collaboration is threaded into every conversation. Why is it so important? Why now is it even more important than ever in this journey to recovery?
1: Yeah, well, uh, it, because, and, and I like it as a word, because it, like the example I gave you earlier about uh, about good parents learning from other parents, uh, and, and that being their source of truth and source of knowledge, the best sources of truth and support and knowledge is generally other businesses. And that, if you if you have that mindset uh, about your own business, you will often uh, be a great player in a local community. Now we've had. Lots of programs, uh, say, for example, during the drought, and I I recall um, going up to northern New South Wales when it was badly affected by drought. And one of the big things that we started to uh, develop was this idea of buy local. Now, buy local has probably been around forever, but there was this new focus on supporting the small businesses in your community because although... One business might uh, you know, be going okay. Other businesses were really struggling because agriculture being what it was in northern New South Wales, so there were some businesses which were, were barely trading and they were opening their doors every day. So uh, the, the, the promotion of ideas like buy local is the epitome of um, collaboration. We had another program, called, you may recall, uh, called Buy From The Bush, where we encouraged uh, metropolitan people to support regional businesses who were doing it tough during the drought. Now, in, in uh, as we come out of the pandemic, what we're saying, uh, use your dine and discover at your local restaurant, support the local businesses uh, as part of um, the way that uh, you're starting to interact uh, with the community. Because if you have strong local businesses, generally, let me tell you, The house prices in your suburb will increase. So there's a vested interest that people should have in making sure that they have strong local businesses because it supports the quality of life in in their suburbs. So collaboration, buy local, uh, support your local businesses uh, is really an important part of making sure that each individual local small business goes well.
0: So thinking about that localised piece and about buy local, let's shift to about spending locally. With organisations experiencing international supply chain issues, why is it so important for organisations to also spend locally?
1: Well, because in many respects that, that, that's exactly why they should because supply chains being what they are, uh, often it's your local business where you'll be able to access things which are, uh, potentially quite, you know, novel or, or the like. So what we, we've identified two really big impediments to the, uh, I suppose, the recovery of the economy. And the first is accessing labour. And the second is supply chain issues, where we have issues with containers getting through ports and the like. And that, that has become a significant issue for um, local businesses. So supporting those local businesses is almost like uh, acknowledging that they are still under some pressure. But more importantly is, is is we've got this issue where it, it relating to uh, accessing uh, staff and trades. And, and the big issue which we've identified is in the hospitality industry where uh, the, as a result of uh, no international students or no backpackers or the like, we are, have had this significant downturn uh, in uh people who work uh, in in shops and the like and I was at a, a Chinese restaurant yesterday and and it's quite a big Chinese restaurant but every person working in the Chinese restaurant was a member of the owner's family uh because he couldn't get staff, so he had to call on every family member from uphill and down dale uh, to come and work for him just to keep the uh, uh keep the uh, restaurant open another business I was talking to, which is a hotel business, they've had to close th- four storeys of their hotel because they can't get the staff to, do the, uh, to make up the rooms and do the room service and uh, provide for um, uh, the needs of the, of the guests at the hotel. So it is tricky, uh, the environment which we are in. Uh, but one thing which we are noticing is that people are no longer taking overseas holidays. So they are wanting to spend their money at home. Uh, So uh, the opportunities for regional businesses and local businesses are terrific. Money is there to be spent. Money is flushing through the economy. The supply chain issue is something that we've got to keep our eye on.
0: Thinking about the money flushing through the economy that you mentioned with a $40 billion goods and services budget for the New South Wales government, how can small businesses work with the government to navigate tenders and work with local councils through procurement?
1: Yeah, uh, Catherine, it, it's been a real bugbear of mine um, ever since I was in business myself is that I used to always look at uh, all these tier one players and say that, that, that they, got, they got all the government work and uh, small businesses uh, didn't get much. I, I was a lawyer in my past life, as you've indicated. Uh, and one of the things that I used to think always, well, why does the, the local... Um, hospital, if it was buying a property, or local uh, school was buying a property, get the conveyancing done by a large city firm. Why don't they use a local firm to do that work? And I, uh, when I got into this role, I I have been very very you know, pushy about the idea of why aren't we using local small businesses to do our work? And it, it, it we we started to develop this um, as an idea, and when we and I'll give you an example. When we did the bushfire cleanup uh, uh, last, uh, early last year um, in 2020, we engaged Lang O'Rourke to do the cleanup on behalf of, uh, of the government. Now, one of the conditions that we imposed upon Lang O'Rourke was we want you to use local small businesses when you are doing that cleanup work so that the money which we're paying for that work is going back into the local economy. So the interesting thing about was we have nearly completed, I think 99% of that cleanup and it's all been done by local contractors. And that is an example of how that we can actually get dollars out the door. When we did the cleanup in relation to educational, uh, education department assets uh, or other state agency assets, we again insisted that that work be done by the agencies, by local contractors. So we've extended that to say, well, we want a, a cut of the, the the procurement by the New South Wales government to be done with a small business. And we've developed a small and medium enterprise strategy with New South Wales procurement. But one of the things that we do say is this. If you want to do business with the government, one of the tricky things is knowing how to compl- complete a government tender. So it's all very well to say we're going to give them this business. But if we have... Non-qualifying tender documents, or uh, then often those tender documents end up in the bin. So we've got to teach small business how do you how do I tender to do business with the New South Wales government? And we have put together a uh, with with TAFE uh, four modules which we are asking businesses to complete, which qualifies them to be a tenderer to the New South Wales government. And that means that a business which is registered to be a supplier to the New South Wales government can confirm that it has done or completed this tendering process. And then in those circumstances, the agency knows I'm dealing with a business who knows how to tender and uh, it, it therefore flows that the opportunity of being successful for that tender by a small business um, uh, is uh, is pretty apparent. But the, the other benefit of that is, or there's a couple of other benefits, if you know how to tender to the government, you certainly then know how to tender to other organisations because you know what organisations, and it doesn't have to be the government, it can be the private sector who are seeking someone to tender. You know, how, you know what to do because you, if, if you've learned how to tender the government, you've learned how to tender uh, generally to private enterprise as well. So that's one thing. The second thing is if you do become a supplier to, to government and are registered to be a supplier to government, we also have a program which, where we pay you quickly and we have insisted uh, through New South Wales Procurement that they pay registered suppliers to government within five days. Now, those faster payment terms also benefit many small businesses. And we are very keen on making sure, A, that we engage small businesses, but then get the money in their accounts so that they can uh, get the benefit of that money as quickly as possible.
0: And so what have been some of your proudest moments in your role as New South Wales Minister for Finance and Small Business?
1: Um, well, uh, it, it's, hard, it's hard to say. Uh, um, I, there, there are a whole heap of things. When I came into this portfolio, one of my colleagues said to me, oh, the small business uh, portfolio is pretty cushy. Well, no one, no one told that minister that we were about to have a drought followed by floods, followed by bushfires, followed by a pandemic, and the impact of all those things on small businesses and to develop packages to get out the door. So, you know, I'm I'm very happy about some of the stuff that we have done in relation to faster payments terms uh, and making sure that we get businesses paid more quickly. Uh, I am uh, also uh, very proud of the fact that we developed a, a package to, uh, in relation to leasing which has protected um, uh, re- uh, uh, small businesses uh, in circumstances where they could no longer pay their rent. And we have worked with the Small Business Commissioner uh, in relation uh, to, uh, I suppose, mediating outcomes between landlords uh, and tenants. Uh, there, is, there, are, there are some things which are also really good. Uh, we've increased the, ex- uh, the exposure, I think, of the Small Business Commissioner I think the Small Business Commissioner is really one of the underutilised resources that we have uh, in government um, for the purposes of making sure that small business knows what opportunities are available. And you know, I, uh, uh, I, I think that uh, the Small Business Commissioner is a very talented uh, commissioner who's always full of ideas. Uh, and I think that that has, has been uh, really productive. But most of all, I think, The thing that I am uh, currently happiest about is the fact that we have lots of small businesses who have become enormously resilient. And I'll give you one example. I had this uh, business uh, where we interviewed them and it was an art gallery uh, who obviously during the pandemic uh, wasn't making a lot of money. Customers were staying at home, so no one was going to the art gallery. So they, they, that was a business that got some advice. How do I get through this? How do I stay alive uh, going forward? Anyway, the advisors got together and what they did is they turned every piece of art in that art gallery into a jigsaw puzzle. And they sold so many jigsaw puzzles that they couldn't keep up with the demand. Now, it's really not what I have done which has made me proud, but what, what, is, uh, what has business done uh, to be able to... Uh, and I hate this word, but uh, the word pivot, but what they've done to be able to make sure, sure that their businesses survive. So, um, to the extent that uh, government plays any role, we've got a lot of money out the door. Uh, we've, we've had the back of business, and a lot of the programs that we're developing are not so much designed to make businesses successful, but designed to give businesses every opportunity of being successful. Uh, I never tire of saying this. Uh, I can't. I can't make a business successful. It is the actual uh, entrepreneurship of the actual business owner who makes their business successful. What we should be doing as a government is doing things to get out of the road of businesses being successful uh, and creating an environment where they can be. And some of the things like uh, alfresco dining, uh, um, uh, tourism support packages, Dine and Discover, they're things we can do to support them. But we've got to do more in terms of, Uh, of getting out of the way and making sure that businesses see government as a friend and not as uh, the the person who is a barrier to get past.
0: I want to go back to that incredible idea. What a creative idea to turn artwork into jigsaw puzzles and then potentially be distributing them online. That is an incredibly creative approach to uh, thinking about how do we pivot in our organisation.
1: Yeah, it's it's it, 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 and lots of businesses did the same. We, yeah, a lot of the uh, the restaurants you you would have seen uh, have, have developed, you know, uh, dark kitchens and all sorts of things for the purposes of uh, becoming great takeaway suppliers. Some of them, uh, some of them, uh, are pretty high name uh, restaurants. Uh, but every business faced with a pandemic didn't didn't uh, despair. They say, right, I'm faced with a, I'm faced with a catastrophe. How do I fight my way out of the catastrophe? And we ought to be pretty proud of uh, the businesses that are out there now and are going to contribute to the recovery of the state.
0: And finally, thinking about the future, what would be your legacy in the roles that you play?
1: Oh, (laughs) it's hard to know. Uh, The the legacy is is hopefully uh, they see uh, government as a friend of small business, uh, someone who works collaboratively with Chambers of Commerce, supports local Chambers of Commerce, uh, looks for creative ideas. Um, we've developed a whole series of packages, and I'll give you an example, around, around the IT industry, where we want more IT providers to be uh, suppliers to government uh, uh, over the, uh, the the course of the next uh, 10 years. So. Uh, how we support small business being suppliers to government will be a terrific legacy uh, because what we say is, well, the talent just doesn't reside with tier one players. The talent resides throughout the state and we have a big program of support uh, for uh, scientific research. Uh, We have a a program of support uh, for uh, childcare and the like. So it is... How, we, how we're able to say to the people of this state that government has got your back. and Going forward, I think people will look at this state and say, we, had a, 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 we, we were the first government that developed an idea called customer service. When I first thought of it, I thought, this is an amazing idea, is that we are transforming government to actually have a department called customer service. Now, we actually deliver uh, people. If you go into service in New South Wales, hopefully it's an experience that you go out and you think, that wasn't too bad. I, I, that process was okay. Now, that's going to be a legacy of government as well as a legacy potentially of mine, but uh, I, I have to say that uh, I, I think we are a government which has put uh, people first and foremost and at the centre of everything that we do.
0: We certainly love your passion for supporting uh, Australian small businesses and looking forward to the SMB month in March next year. Thank you.
1: Good you. Thanks, Catherine. Great to be with you.
0: more information on TradeSquare head to www.tradesquare.com.au and support Australian business economic recovery and growth with a collaborative approach to the future of business.